The Productive Woman, Episode 207. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thank you for joining me. In this episode, we'll talk about peace and productivity and whether the two can go together. You'll find more information and links to resources I mentioned in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 207. This episode is brought to you by FreshBooks, and I want to say a big congratulations to all of you freelancers and entrepreneurs who filed your taxes on time this year. To those who maybe struggled a bit or who just dread tax season, there's hope for next year. Our sponsor, FreshBooks, makes ridiculously easy-to-use cloud accounting software for freelancers and entrepreneurs who hate doing their taxes. The moment you start using FreshBooks, things start happening that will make your next tax season a lot less stressful. You can link your credit and debit cards directly to your FreshBooks account, which means the next time you pay for something, it automatically appears in your FreshBooks account categorized by the type of expense. And you can customize that to work with the way you spend and and bring in money. And then when tax time does roll around, you just click on the reports to get tidy summaries of your expense reports, your invoice details, your sales tax summaries, and a lot more. FreshBooks is now used by more than 10 million people, including me, and is known for their impeccable customer service. If you do need help, they're committed to picking up the phone in three rings or less. So it's a great tool for those of you who enjoy your business, but not so much the paperwork part of it and and don't look forward to the tax season. To claim your 30-day unrestricted free trial of FreshBooks, go to freshbooks.com slash TPW for the productive woman. That's freshbooks.com slash TPW. And be sure to enter the productive woman in the how did you hear about us section so they know I sent you. All right, let's get into this week's topic. Uh, This is another one that has been inspired by some things I've been thinking about lately. And, you know, I suppose these could be considered maybe negative things that I've been thinking about. Honestly, I've been a little bit haunted by the things I should or could or want to be doing, but I'm not. I have been waking up some nights kind of feeling guilty about the things I'm not getting done, the things I have in mind, the things I've talked about, but I'm not making progress on, feeling like a fraud and just general feelings of anxiety at times about what's not getting done and what I feel like I ought to be getting done. And the more I've thought about that and tried to take a step back and and think about why I'm feeling that way and what's going on and what I would rather be feeling, how I'd rather be feeling. And and I really want a peaceful life. That's, you know, when it comes down to it right now, what I'm looking for is to accomplish the things I, I want and need to accomplish, but feel peaceful while I'm doing it. And so I wanted to talk about that a little bit. I did some research. I, I've done a lot of thinking over the last couple of weeks about this very topic. Is it possible to be productive and peaceful at the same time? So 
as I often do, I start with some definitions and got to thinking about what does it mean to me to live a peaceful life? How can I be productive but peaceful at the same time? And to know how to do that, to get there, I need to know, you know, what does it mean to be peaceful, to live a peaceful life? You know, one article that I read said pretty well what I think, I guess, about being peaceful, that inner peace that we can have whenever. And this article is called Inner Peace, the Key to Being More Productive at Work. And I will put a link to this in the show notes. It's worth reading. And this article says the standard definition for inner peace is finding serenity and calmness within while maintaining it outwardly under stressful conditions. So living a peaceful life doesn't necessarily mean that everything's just awesome all the time and that your surroundings and your circumstances are peaceful. There may be stress, there may be, you know, a little bit of chaos if you've got kids in the house, or if you have a busy job with lots of clients or customers, you know, maybe your circumstances outwardly aren't going to look peaceful, there may be some some of that chaos, but it's possible to be peaceful inwardly. And to demonstrate that, as this this article says, outwardly maintaining it even in the midst of stress and a little bit of chaos. So I thought that was kind of interesting. And that's, you know, food for thought, I guess. It's a question of, I think, how we create that inner peace and how we maintain it even when there's stress in our lives. Uh, Living a peaceful life maybe means being satisfied with life as it is. And uh, instead of feeling anxious about what it's not, if that makes any sense. But then I wonder, is that is that settling for something less than what you envision or what you want? And is it okay if you can create a, an environment within yourself, I guess, of satisfaction with your life as it is, even as you're moving towards something more or something different that you want. Uh, but in this moment, can we be satisfied with where we are? Is it okay? Is that settling? And, and, and is that okay? So, you know, the question I guess I'm, I, I come up with and that I'm trying to address in this episode is, can you be both productive, however you define that, and peaceful? And I think you can. But honestly, y'all, I have not been experiencing it lately. And that's where this episode has come from. And so as I thought about it, uh, and as I started researching it, the question then came to the forefront of my mind of what, what is it that steals our peace? What is it that interferes with a peaceful productivity. And there were a number of things as I looked in my own life, as I looked at the materials that I found in doing some research, and I thought I'd share some of those and see if any of these resonate with you, if you're experiencing any of these. So one of the things I think, one of the first things that came to my mind about what interferes with a peaceful productivity, what steals our peace and makes it difficult to be at peace in our lives, is a discouraging definition of productivity. If we're measuring our worth by how much we're doing, uh, we're probably never going to be at peace because I don't think you can ever do enough to feel worthy, if that's how you're measuring your worth. 
You know, if we've got this attitude of I'm not being productive unless I'm doing lots of stuff, and that's our definition of productivity, I think that's going to be discouraging because none of us ever feels like we've done enough. And, you know, we've talked on this show many times about a different definition of productivity. Because early on in my life, I defined productivity or being productive as getting lots of stuff done and checking lots of things off my to-do list. And over the years of thinking about this and kind of walking through life and and researching it and so on, uh, I've changed my definition. And so the definition that I've shared with you on the show in past episodes is that productivity is about ordering your life in such a way as to maximize your positive impact on the world. I think whether you do one thing or dozens of things, if you've done that, if you have organized, ordered your life in such a way as to maximize your positive impact on the world, whether that's the world at large or the world within the four walls of your home, then I think you're being productive. Of course, we get anxious, we get, um, I don't know, disturbed or, or unpeaceful if we start questioning whether we're doing that. Am I making a difference? Am I having a positive impact on the world around me? And those are questions that we ask ourselves, and I think they're valid questions, but our answers to them can result in us feeling less than peaceful about whatever it is we're doing, whether it's a lot or a little. But that's the definition of productivity that I kind of start with as I think about my own productivity. And similarly, we've talked about that productivity is not about getting the most stuff done, but about getting the right stuff done. And then that, of course, leads to other questions. How, uh, how am I getting the right stuff done? How do we define what it means to get the right stuff done? And we've done lots of episodes about that uh, and, and evaluating that for each of us for ourselves. But having a discouraging definition of productivity definitely interferes with being peaceful in our productive lives. Another thing I think that interferes with that, that steals our peace is, is comparison, comparing ourselves to others in our, in our stage of life, in our field of, of endeavor, whether it's work or a, a side hustle that you're working on or whatever you're doing. I, I, I think comparison is, somebody has said, comparison is the thief of joy. And it's certainly the thief of peace. If we're sitting and thinking, well, uh, here's, here are all these other people that are doing this thing that I you know, in this same area of, of endeavor that I'm in, and they're all doing A, B, and C, and I'm only doing A. I'm clearly not productive enough. And I'm not going to be at peace with what I'm doing if I'm looking around me and and thinking that way. And And honestly, this is an area where I struggle, even though I know that in my head. And I know you know that this in your head as well, but we do it anyway, don't we? And I can look at other other podcasters, other people who are in the productivity space. And I'm thinking, oh, you know, they're doing a podcast and they're writing books and they're coaching and they're, you know, they're doing all these different things. And I'm, I'm getting my podcast episodes out every week, but not making a lot of progress on some of the other things that they're doing and, and frankly, that I want to do. And that steals my piece about where I am today right now. 
So comparison is a huge one. A third one is, I think, a lack of clarity about what we want, about where our time, energy, and attention would best be used. I think if we are not clear on who we are, what we really want out of our life and out of ourselves, I think that leads to doing things because everyone else is doing it, you know, going back to that comparison thing, or bouncing from one thing to another, trying to find that right, and I'm using air quotes here, that right thing that will make the difference for us without having taken the time to really get clear on our priorities. If we are doing that, if we're, you know, jumping around, if we are not clear about who we are, where our value lies, and what's the best use of our talents and our time and all those things, we're not going to be at peace. And no matter how productive we are in the sense of getting stuff done, we're still not going to be at peace because we're not targeted in what we're doing. We're not productive in the sense of moving in a direction intentionally. We're just doing things and and maybe without as much significance or meaning as we would like them to have. So that lack of clarity, I think, is a huge um, thief of our peace and our joy and our peaceful productivity. A fourth one is impatience. I think if we're impatient, we're not going to be at peace. And by impatience, I mean, you know, I want to do it all and I want to do it all right now. That leads to this feeling of I should be so much farther along by now. And this is another one that I've I've realized is a struggle for me that uh, I've mentioned in, in some past episodes that I am, I, I'm, I want to write a book. I've been encouraged to by a couple literary agents, but also by, by many listeners and, and uh, people in the Productive Woman Community Facebook group. And it's something that's been on my heart for ages. It's another way to sort of get this message out uh, about productivity as we define it here and, and about making a life that matters and the things that I've learned from you uh, and from my the years that I've spent studying and thinking about all this. I, um, I want to write this book and I'm making very, very slow progress on it. And I feel impatient about that. I watch other people, and again, going back to number two, that comparison, who decide to write a book and they sit down and they get it done in a matter of a couple months. And and I haven't. And I start to beat myself up over it. And I know you know what that feels like. There are things I'm sure in your life that you have wanted to do, that you've said you're going to do, whether it's, you know, losing weight or redecorating a room in your house or finishing coursework at school or, you know, any number of things that you may want to do. And you feel like the people around you have, have done that faster, better, whatever. And that whole sense of I should be so much farther along by now than I am And that's that impatience of wanting to do all these different things and do them all right now and do them all perfectly. And that certainly is going to steal our peace and take the joy out of the things that we are doing because we're so focused on what we haven't yet done. 
And so that to me is number four, that impatience. Number five, or the fifth thing that I thought of that steals our peace, that interferes with our peaceful productivity, and, and that, that peace in making a life that matters is imposter syndrome. And we did a, an episode about this clear back in episode 63, and we, we talked about the uh, prevalence of imposter syndrome among really very accomplished people and how it's slightly more prevalent among women and minorities than it is among uh, men. And in episode 63, which this is, sounds like something that maybe you struggle with, I encourage you to, to go back and listen to this, but we quoted an article that defines imposter syndrome. And in that, in that episode, in that article, it says imposter syndrome can be defined as a collection of feelings of inadequacy that persist even in face of information that indicates that the opposite is true. It is experienced internally as chronic self-doubt and feelings of intellectual fraudulence. It is basically feeling that you are not really a successful, competent, and smart person, that you're only posing as one. And that's, you know, if you feel that way, and I'm, I'm guessing you may be nodding your head thinking, yeah, that's been me. I'm just waiting for people to realize what a you know, what a fake I am, that I'm not really competent, that I'm not really a good mom, I'm not really a good, you know, lawyer, or whatever it is that you do. I'm not really a good person. I, I, I can't tell you the number of conversations I've had with women who've expressed those feelings. And I feel that a lot. And it certainly steals our peace, takes away the the joy and the peacefulness, of whatever we're doing. And so imposter syndrome is a big issue for a lot of us. And then the last one that I thought of as something that steals our peace, that interferes with us being peaceful in our productivity, is a schedule that's inconsistent with our personality. And I, I couldn't find think of a more articulate way to to label that. But I'm talking about if our schedule is too full, if we are, that may be unpeaceful if we're an introvert or other personality type who needs plenty of downtime and lots of white space on the calendar. Or on the other hand, a, a schedule that doesn't have enough in it if we're an extrovert or some another personality type who needs lots of variety in activity. So whatever, it can go any direction. But if what we're doing and the the way we're ordering our life and the schedule we are living with is not consistent with the type of person we are, that's going to make it harder for us to feel at peace, no matter how productive we may look to people on the outside. So those are some things that I thought of. I'd be real interested to hear what you think. Uh, if there are other things that I didn't mention that make it difficult for you to be peaceful in your productive living, uh, share those with me. Send me an email at feedback at theproductivewoman.com, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. So we've identified a few things that can keep us from being peaceful in our productive living. What can we do about it? How can we accomplish those things we care about most while still living a peaceful life? 
And again, I would love to hear your thoughts on this. I did some research and I did some just thinking about in my own situation, what am I accomplishing? What do I wish I was accomplishing? Why am I not feeling at peace? What do I need to do to uh, be productive in in the ways that I define it and still be at peace? And so here are a few things that I thought about. The first one was to get back to basics. All the things that we've talked about on this show over the last 200 some episodes about managing our time and our energy and our attention and all those things. And the first place you go, if you're feeling ill at ease, anxious, not at peace, is to get back to those basics and start with, I think, clearing the decks. Give yourself permission for a period of time to do only the absolute necessities while you recalibrate and you analyze where where did where am I off the path? Is is the reality of what I'm doing the problem or is it my perception of it? Where's where's the disconnect here and what can I do to change it? And during a period where you're giving that thought and really being intentional about it, I think it's important to sort of as I said, clear the decks and only do the things that are absolutely necessary and give yourself the time and the space to think about those things. So that's one thing. The second thing is that mindset um, reminder, I guess, uh, that at the end of the day, you can choose what your life is like. We can choose. And we've talked about this a lot before. We always have a choice. If our life is not the way we want it to be, if we're not at peace because of things that are going on or whatever, we can choose to change that. Now, we may not like the consequences of some of those choices, but it is always our choice. And I think it's important to remember that, that the power to live a peacefully productive life is within me and within you. We do get to choose every piece of it. We get to choose. And uh, I think that 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 is such an empowering reminder that I want to kind of drive that home and really encourage you to, I don't know, write write it down somewhere and post it. The choice is mine. And uh, remember that that's always the case. The third thing we can need to do, I think, in order to get to that place where we are accomplishing what we care about and doing it in a way that we're at peace, is we really have to be intentional. And it starts with knowing ourselves really well, starting with that first question, what do you want? What is, what do you want your life to look like? What kind of person do you want to be? What, what do you want your days to look like? What do you want? If you don't know, you can't get it. That's such a fundamental statement, but we so often kind of work our way through life on autopilot and really never stop to think, is this what I want? If it's not, what do I want? So the things that you're working toward that are filling your time or the things on your list that you're not working toward, why are they there? What need or want or desire or value do they serve? Is it important enough to you, the value or the need that that serves to keep it 
on your schedule or on your to-do list or whatever. What do you want? How do you want to feel? And what do you need to do to get there? What matters more to you? Getting lots of things done, you know, conquering that mountain, whatever that mountain is in your life, or being at peace? And can you do both? What do you need? What needs to happen in order for you to do both if you want both? What do you want your days to look and feel like? What balance of activity and rest, of solitude and interaction with others, what's what's the mix there that is important to you that would bring peace into your life? Doesn't matter what anybody else does. It doesn't matter what the mix is that I would choose. For you, what what's the right balance? What feels right to you? What looks right to you? And what do you need to do to get that? How do you want to feel? Remember that our feelings don't come from our circumstances. That's what we, that's what we think, but it's not true. It's uh, what, uh, it's not our circumstances that cause us to feel the way we feel. It's our thoughts about our circumstances. So even if nothing changes externally, we can feel better about it. We can feel at peace about it or feel whatever feeling it is we want to feel if we change how we think about it. Um, I loved, there was this article called Turn Your Stress and Suffering into Peace and Productivity. And again, there'll be a link to that in the show notes that I thought this was so interesting and they said it kind of bluntly. And I'll quote, I wanted to quote from this. The article says, you are the cause of your own suffering. And they say, if you're familiar with Buddhism, this should sound familiar. So the example they gave in the in the article is, and I'm quoting here again, when a coworker undermines a project you're leading, it's not the coworker's action itself that raises your blood pressure, it's your reaction, your sense of betrayal or your concerns about your reputation that drives up your stress. You might worry, obsess, and complain. You might fantasize about giving the coworker a piece of your mind. You might start concocting excuses and ways to confer blame. If you pay attention, and I, I hope you hear this because I just thought this was so good. It really kind of set me back on my heels a little bit as I read about this, uh, as I read this and thought about it. So the article says, if you pay attention, you'll find that all of your pain and suffering comes from the convoluted story you have created around a simple external event. That's good news, the article says, because it means you have the power to alleviate your stress in all aspects of your life. With practice, you can control your reactions to events that occur around you. So you know, I, I read all that just because I thought it was so well said, this idea that when we, and we're under the category here of knowing yourself, one of the things you need to know and be intentional about is how do you want to feel from day to day? And what do you need to do to feel that way? And our first reaction almost always is to, you know, look at it and say, well, if that would change, then I would feel the way I want to feel, but you probably wouldn't. I probably wouldn't. If everything around me changed, I probably would still feel the same because how I'm feeling has much more to do with the thoughts I'm thinking rather than what's going on around me. And so as this article says, with practice, we can learn to control our reaction to the events that occur around us. We can learn to control 
our feelings about our circumstance by how we choose to think about it. And we've talked about that in the past. We'll probably talk about it more in the future because this is a big one for me and I'm guessing for you as well. So again, we're talking about knowing yourself as part of this effort to create a peaceful productivity and whatever that means to you. So knowing yourself, part of what I'm asking myself, the specific thing I'm asking myself is I'm looking at what's on my calendar, on my to-do list, in my life, how my life has been and how I've been feeling about it. One of the things I'm asking myself is how much white space do I need? And how often? And I would ask you that as well. If you feel anxious and like you're overloaded and you have too much going on, what needs to change? And one of the things that probably needs to change is to have more white space in your calendar. So how much do you need? It's different for everybody. For some of us, we need a certain amount of time every day of quiet, whether it's, you know, sitting down with a cup of tea and a book or going for a walk out in the woods or something every day. And, and the amount of time is going to be different for each of it. Do you need it daily? How much do you need? What do you need to do with it? Or do you need it more periodically? Could you push really hard for two or three or six weeks on the various projects that are important to you and then take a week off and have uh, that restoration time? Or do you need or want a big vacation every six months or once a year to recalibrate, restore, rethink and rest? Or is it something else? It's going to be different for each of us. But I think it's an important question for us as women to ask ourselves and you guys too that are listening. But whatever it is for you, figure that out. Really think about how how much white space do I need? How much downtime do I need in order to be at peace and to maintain that peacefulness regardless of what's going on around me? Figure out what that is and plan for it. Make it a priority. Put it on your calendar and work around it. So that's uh, that's one thing. We're going back to basics, clearing the decks, giving ourselves time learning to know ourselves and be really intentional about what we're doing. Another thing is to be kinder to yourself. The the fact is you're probably doing better than you think. And I, I'm talking to myself here as well, but th- th- this is a great time to take a look at what you're doing when you're feeling like you're not accomplishing enough, you're not getting done the things you need to do. Take a step back, look at what you're doing, what you have accomplished, and give yourself a pat on the back. If you're like me, you may find yourself talking in your head in absolutes. I'm not getting anything done, or everybody else is doing more than I am, or nothing I'm doing matters, or nothing I'm doing is turning out right. But those statements are not true. The absolutes and the extremes seldom are, and we would not talk that way to our friends, but that's how we talk to ourselves. And so we need to learn to be a little kinder to ourselves and give give ourselves credit for the things we are doing. Now, that being said, I think we need to also be honest. So if you've been spending a lot of time on mindless, meaningless activity, um, like watching TV instead of having that quiet time to, to read and sip tea that you love, then maybe it's time to talk to yourself lovingly, but firmly, the way you would tell the truth to a friend you loved very much and say to yourself, you know, watching TV is not getting you anything you want except escape. Today, instead of 
watching TV all day, maybe just let's spend 10 minutes doing something more meaningful. Okay, just a thought, whatever it is. So again, we need to be kind to ourselves, but part of being kind to ourselves is is being honest with ourselves about what we're doing with our time. When we say, I don't have time, and, and I'll talk to myself here. When I'm saying, I don't have time to make progress on my book proposal, is that true? Because I did watch a movie on TV yesterday. Is it always wrong to watch a a TV movie? No, absolutely not. But was it the best use of my time? Did it get me where I wanted to go? Did I feel restored and at peace afterwards? Or did I still feel anxious because I could have spent at least some of that time working on the book proposal? I don't know that there's a right answer that applies to all of us, but it's something to think about. So being kind to ourselves includes both giving ourselves credit for the things we actually are doing, but also telling the truth in a loving way about ways that we could make better use of our time and our energy and our attention. All right, the next thing I thought about, uh, the next thing we can do to... uh, be more peaceful in our productivity is to let go. Let go of the vision of what life should be or what what I should be doing or how things should turn out or how quickly things should happen. Let go of it. Let go of it, those expectations. One article that, that I quoted earlier, the, the turn your stress and suffering into peace and productivity, one of their tips is to stop using the word should. The article says there's no particular way things should be. Stop arguing with reality and get down to the business of finding solutions. It's easy to just um, tell tell myself I should be doing X or Y. I don't know how helpful that is to just be saying I should uh, or that this should happen or I should be farther along, you know, the things we've already talked about. But instead of doing that, maybe set that aside, forget that expectation and figure out, okay, what can I do? Can I spend five minutes, 10 minutes, 30 minutes today on this project that instead of beating myself up for not having made progress? Another article, another writer said that the beginning of the path is to see the world as it really is, not how we want it to be. We all have dreams, filters, and baggage that we bring to the workplace. If we can drop that for just a moment and see our work just as it is, we can see that it is always changing and our flexibility will benefit us. Uh, So I thought that was interesting, that letting go of what we think ought to be and clear, giving a clear-eyed look at what is and starting from that point. The next thing we can do is to learn some strategies to deal with that anxiety about what you're, what you're doing or, or not doing. The anxiety that paralyzes us and steals our peace. Learn those strategies and practice them ahead of time. One writer said, just as the body knows how to rev up to protect us from danger, it also knows how to calm down and we can help it do this more effectively. 
Techniques like meditation, yoga, and breath work can combine to create and sustain a tranquil mind. I love that tranquil mind. That's what I want. I don't, you know, and I'm not saying that's what you should want. I'm saying, as I've been thinking about all these things the last couple of weeks, that's what I want. I want to be at peace. I want that tranquil mind, regardless of what's going on around me. And this writer uh, goes on to say that training yourself in times of non-stress becomes increasingly important because you build up those practices for accessing calm quickly. So the idea here is learning some techniques to deal with when stress comes on, that anxiety that kind of freezes you, you know, and learn how to use those techniques when you don't need them so that they're ready for you when you are, when you really do, whether it's meditation or some of these other things. I love this article. It was called, uh, it's called Finding Calm in a Frantic World and has a whole long list of, of techniques and tools that you can use. And a couple of them are to be silly. The article says that acting silly signals your autonomic nervous system, which generates that anxiety, that it's okay to stand down. And and the writer suggests things like making silly faces in the mirror, having a one song dance party, or translating the day's headlines into pig Latin. So if you're feeling anxious about something you need to do, something you're about to do, or something just anxious in general, this is something that this writer says will help. Another one is to slow your breath down because when we are anxious and stressed, we tend to breathe rapidly and shallowly. But the writer says that deliberately slowing the breath down to six or seven breaths a minute and inhaling twice the usual volume of air can lower sympathetic nervous system activity by as much as one third. So when you are feeling anxious, and if that anxiety, no matter where the anxiety is coming from, if it's from your feelings of that you're not accomplishing things you're supposed to do or whatever, slowing down your breathing and breathing more deeply can make a huge difference. Other, other tips they offer are sniffing a lemon. Um, the article says that a study found that when subjects sniffed lemons at 30 second intervals for 15 minutes, they measurably reduced their heart rates and blood pressure and increased their feelings of calm. I thought that was interesting. Also suggest pausing to drink a glass of water because it slows you down. Just slowing down enough to drink a glass of water can calm you and, and help you feel more at peace. And then, of course, the writer suggests something like journaling for a few minutes about something that's important to you. Remember, we talked earlier that what we think about creates our feelings. It affects how we feel. And so being intentional about where we focus our thoughts can help us to be more at peace. And so taking, you know, five minutes to just write about a value that you cherish or something that's important to you can actually recalibrate our thoughts, turn our thoughts towards something more positive and uplifting and help us feel more at peace. And, and again, that article offers several more really good strategies. So I encourage you to read that. And the last thing I thought about that we can do to increase our peace as we are pursuing productive lives is to simply slow down to recognize that it doesn't all have to get done today or this week or this month or even this year, to make time for the things that bring joy or peace, even if it means other things, other important things have to wait. 
what going back to what we talked about earlier about knowing yourself and what you need and what you want, what brings you peace, what brings you joy, what makes you feel alive and, and helps you to feel more, um, more peaceful in your productivity, whatever those things are, make time for those schedule them first, rather than trying to fit them in around the work. So for me, I really value having time to sit with a cup of tea or a glass of lemonade, depending on the weather, and a good book and just reading something for the fun of it, or something I find interesting or motivating or whatever. But having some quiet time where nobody's asking for anything from me, and I and and even if it's just, you know, 15, 20 minutes, that's really important to me. I also value having time to just putter around the house and do things here or time to hang out with Mike. And so one of the things that I'm, I want to do is to look at my schedule and, and write those on my calendar, schedule those things, and then work everything else around it. So that's part of it. Part of slowing down is, is making time for those things that help you feel at peace and help restore your joy in your life. And the other one is, uh, other part of slowing down is to learn to be okay with things taking longer. Learn to find pleasure in the process instead of only in the completion. Learn to find the joy in the journey rather than only the destination. And this is something that, again, I need to work on that instead of having this idea in my head of how quickly this book must be done to just let myself enjoy the process of working on it and let it take however long it takes. And some of the other things that I, that I want to do the same kind of thing. And maybe that would be helpful to you instead of having, sometimes we need to set a deadline for ourselves and I'm not saying we shouldn't, but sometimes we create these artificial deadlines that do nothing but bring anxiety because they're unrealistic or, you know, whatever. And sometimes all we need to do is just to be okay with things taking a little longer because we've built in time into our schedule to relax, to restore, to interact with people we love, whatever those things are that bring joy into your life, making time for those and allowing those other important things to take however much time they take will certainly make it uh, make it easier to be peaceful as we are making our lives that matter. So those are some of my thoughts on this topic, but what do you think? Are you satisfied with the balance in your life between activity and rest and, and all those other things we talked about? Are you peaceful in your productivity? I'd love to hear your thoughts on this subject. They're your ideas of areas where you struggle or things that you've done that have uh, strategies that have helped you in being more peaceful about your productive life. Please share those with me. You can do that in the comment section of the show notes for this episode, which you'll find at theproductivewoman.com slash 207. Or you can post a comment or question on the Productive Woman Facebook page, or, you know, if you're in the uh, community, the Facebook group, certainly you can do it there. If you want to share your thoughts about this episode or anything else with me privately, you can always email your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. And I would love to hear from you. 
think that's it. Be sure to check out our sponsor, FreshBooks, and to find out all the ways that FreshBooks can transform how you deal with your business paperwork. Visit freshbooks.com slash TPW and enter the productive woman in the how did you hear about us section. And thank you so much to FreshBooks for their longtime support of the productive woman. I really appreciate how they help me bring this free content to you. And that, my friends, is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. As always, I am so grateful to you for spending this time with me. I I sincerely hope that there was something in this that, that was helpful or encouraging to you. And I do look forward to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself. And go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to help you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.